Welcome, and thank you for joining the Kingdom Culture Podcast. Today's show is part three of the series, Hearing the Voice of God, with special guest Carson Skinner of Regeneration Apostolic Ministries. Hearing God's voice is critical for our success in life and advancing the kingdom of God, in addition to increasing our faith. Now let's get into today's show. In what standpoint is like, you guys aren't, you're not setting up some kind of reserve and you know, and, that, and that's a big problem, because like you I said, mean, talking about records, they're making record profits, man. Exactly, and now a lot of these places are now filing for bankruptcy and closing stores. I'm like, what happened? What 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 was you doing those times? We don't have the wisdom of God, and and you know, take it back on what we're talking about. We're going to talk about today. There must be a hearing from Azal's voice. Exactly. He's gonna let you know the things to come. Exactly. Well, that's what he told us. <laughs> and, and along with that voice, just like just like just like Joseph, he gave Joseph wisdom how to handle what was come. Right. Because everything that comes to you is not good. Right. There, there, there's, there's gonna be a hard times. There's gonna be famines. There's gonna be things that, that, that are coming and they just come but he says I'm going to let you know when they're coming right but I'm going to also tell you how to handle it yep and if you can't hear that if you can't hear if you can't hear God's voice man you're going to be surprised yeah that's true you're going to get surprised <laughs> and you ain't going to know how to handle it and you're going to be in that that, that that uncertainty and and uh, unexpectedly, that causes all kinds of stress. Exactly. Yep. It does because then now you're you're basically um, you know fending for yourself at that point. Yeah, because you're not prepared. Because you're not prepared, you don't know what's going on. You don't know, you know, how to really handle it. So now you're just going off of your own understanding, what you think you should do. Then you're going to be listening to you know these so-called experts. Um, you know, the government, depending on them, things like that. And it, it, it produces a level of anxiety and stress in a person's life because now all of a sudden, you know, things were going good. And then at the drop of a dime, their world is turned upside down and they don't know how to handle it. Why is this happening to me? And 
Exactly. He's true. He's true to his word. He will let you know what's to come. Yeah, most certainly. Most certainly. He's true. Yeah. I mean, the question is, are you listening? Right. Right. And especially when it comes to something as big as this, you know, because it's not like, you know, it's it's not like it affects, you know, like something happened that only affected maybe like one person's life or, or maybe let's say like an individual family. I mean, this is affecting an entire nation and really it's affected the entire world um, because of how it spread. But for some reason, and again, I don't know, I'm not in every country. I don't know what's going on in other countries outside of what maybe you may hear on the news and in the media or whatever, but it seems like as far as from a, from at least an economic standpoint, it seems that America has just been hit the hardest, you know, by this whole pandemic. And it's mainly due to not hearing what God is saying. And people, you know, again, you know, really, really a, a rejection of God, you know, because of course you're not going to hear what God is saying if, if, if you're, if you're rejecting, you know, him or his voice or not even open to what it is that he's saying. So it's like, when you reject God, what else are you left with? Boy, yourself. Exactly. Uh, the, the, the noise of the world. Yeah. Are, pe- are people who you think are smart. Right. Right. I mean, Right, exactly, exactly, and, you know, I mean, shucks, just even for myself, you know, I was, I was saying the other day that it was about 15 years, you know, like when I first got saved, it was back in 2001 or whatever, and I didn't really hear God's voice for myself until 15 years later so you can imagine you know the kind of stuff that you know that that a person deals with or goes through and trying to navigate life or life situations and not know what what God is saying and so you know we we, we, we're getting a taste of that now in, in the country you know with trying to really, uh, you know, quote unquote, get things back to normal or whatever. And you got, you know, the Senate and Congress scrambling around trying to figure out what to do, you know, how to stimulate the economy, how to open us, you know, back up and, and try to get things back to normal. And, you know, you got your average normal American citizens who are, you know, working nine to fives, uh, you know, not really sure what's going to happen with, you know, and, and really even what to do and it's like these kind of times i feel like it's just this is why it's just so crucial you know to 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 be able to really just hear what it is that god is saying not only from you know a a, a national standpoint but also individually oh
Mm-hmm. Uh, you become a part of that sovereign kingdom. But one of the things about God's kingdom when he says sovereign, one aspect of sovereignty is that you're not dependent. Right. On another. Uh, another kingdom. Right. Um, and and, and uh, on an individual, uh, in the individual level, it means that you're not dependent. Right. On others like that exactly now, I understand we need people uh, in terms of relationships we need people but we don't we're not dependent on a specific person right, right. we're not codependent our dependency is on God and he's the one who brings us into relationships with people that are good for us yes and not people that uh, uh, bankrupt us or, or use us or, or abuse us right Right. He he's the one that, that establishes those relationships. Uh, and that's part of his sovereignty. And yeah. even in those relationships, it's not it's it's not it's not a dependency type relationship. Mm-hmm. It, it, it it is a blessing relationship. Right. Right. What what you add is what you add to the relationship, not what you take from it. Exactly. And that. Uh, so that that becomes that that becomes you're not needy you're not needy enough. So I'm, I'm I'm giving to God for my supply. If if this individual leaves or if this individual uh, are not there anymore for whatever reason, um, God is still there. Right, right. Exactly. God is the one that that keeps me. God is the one that sustains me. He's He's the provider. He right. can use who He wants to. Exactly. But. But the bottom line is, 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 is he's the source. Right. Right. Um, so, and that's, I, I hear the story about uh, the Edda Esther. Esther was complaining in, in the book of Esther. Mordecai, her uncle, was telling her to go talk to the king about a plot to kill all the Jews. Mm-hmm. And Mordecai asks, niece to go talk to the king and uh, she didn't want to do it at first she didn't want to do it she gave all kinds of excuses why she came and, and after in our, in our uncle gave her some very critical advice she told her she said if you don't do it in essence I, God's going to raise up somebody else it's going to be done right it's, it's something that we're totally dependent on you. I'm asking you because you're in a position to be a blessing to us. Now, where are you going? And she said, ah, I said, what, if you don't do it, <laughs> and you can guys put you in a position to, to do this, what's going to happen is that you and your family are going to die. Yeah. God's going to give smokes. us what we need. God's going to give us what we need. Right. So it, is, it, it, it wasn't a relationship that he was depending on her or leaning on her. He was letting her know, you're in a position. You, 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 you can do this for us. You have access. God made that possible. Now, are you going to use it to, to, for his purpose, to bless people, or are you going to use it and, and not use it and allow us to die? Right, right. But we're not, we not going to die anyway. That's right. not going to be the end of our story. Right, exactly. It's just going to be you and your family going to die. 
Exactly. We don't live forever. So because we don't raise up another to come to do what we need to do. Right, exactly. And she changed her perspective and says, you know, if, 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 I, if, if I die, let me die. I'm going to see the king. Yeah. She wanted to see the king. And, and it came out good for her, as well as for the children, or it was for the uh, children of Israel. Yeah. And you know something something you said was very interesting as far as uh, in regards to that dependency um because you know as i as i was considering this this topic of hearing god's voice um my mind went to john chapter 10 when jesus talks about being the good shepherd and his sheep you know hear his voice and, and the voice of another they won't follow and I think the thing about dependency on people uh, is that when you're dependent on people and you don't you don't follow the voice of God, but you follow the voice of others, you actually end up becoming sheep of another voice. Absolutely. And when you listen to the voice of another person or you're dependent on that person's voice or that, that particular person for your life, then you can't follow what it is that God is telling you to do. Right. And you're and you're right. you're you're you depend on that person for your guidance and you know life's decisions and things like that. And the problem with that is that those you know we're not here on this earth forever because you know we you know that one day we you know we're going to die. And so it's like what do you do? when that person is no longer around. Exactly. We fall apart. We, we fall apart, exactly. We don't know what to do. And, you know, it was something that, you know, as I was considering, uh, like I said, as I was considering the, 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 the topic and I was looking over some things that, you know, the Holy Spirit highlighted that to me is that when, when we're dependent on others, we actually become sheep of another voice if we're not following his voice and um yeah. it's 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 scary because that can often and i think you kind of said it um a little bit ago it, it leaves us open for possible manipulation being used taken advantage of if if we follow the voice of the wrong people that god has not that God hasn't, you know, truly connected us with. Right, right. And, um... And, and, I'm sorry, go ahead. And that's important because when some people ask, well, what, 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 who are the right people? Yeah. Who are the right people to listen to? Because, you know, the God does speak to people. I, I, I don't deny that. Yes, same he, here. He, he uses people to speak through. But the, the problem that if you can't hear the voice of God, you will listen to the wrong people. Why? And how do we know that they're the wrong people to listen to? It's because people who, who know the voice of God, people who are speaking for God, do not take God's place. Yes. Yes. They never put them. They never insert themselves between God and a man, or God and a person. Right. They because they know that Jesus is the only one, the only mediator between God and man. Right. 
if anybody is telling you you listen to me and just listen to me and you need to do what I tell you, that's the wrong voice. They may be good people, but they're 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 they're, they're mistaken. They're, they 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 they're, they're, that's an error. Yeah, yeah. Because God, it's it's okay to listen to a person as long as they are speaking for God. And one true test to know they're speaking for God is if they're pointing me to God. Yes, exactly. They're not pointing to themselves. They're not saying, "Listen to me. I, I'm the voice you should." I, I've, heard, I've been, in, I've been, I've been in, I've been, I've been in church all my life. And one of the <laughs> things that I've heard before is, uh, uh, I, "I'm, I, I'm the voice. I'm the, vo- I'm, I'm the voice. I'm the voice you need to be listening to. I'm your shepherd." No, you're not my shepherd. <laughs> right. You're a sheep just like I am. <laughs> right. <laughs> I said, the shepherd is the one. That's Jesus Christ. Yeah. Help me to hear him. Right, right, right. Even Moses said, even Moses said that this, I'm going to bring another this. He's going to be like me, but he said, when he comes, listen to him. Yes. Yes, and he was speaking prophetically. He was speaking prophetically. He was talking about Christ. And, and, and that was that was said back in I think it was Deuteronomy, but but mm-hmm. it was fulfilled and repeated again by Peter in Acts chapter three. Yes, yes. He said, "There's one coming after me. Stop listening to me. I'm pointing you to him." Right. And that's the that's those are the those are the people you can listen. Those are the true servants of God. Right. They never put themselves in the place of God. Exactly. They never divert your attention from God. Exactly. They 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 understand that their voice is not the voice of God. They say, "Yeah, I may speak, but I may speak prophetically." Let's say uh, uh, prophetically. I'm talking about with uh, something God has told me. But I'm going to point people to God. Still, even in that, they people have to say, "Okay, test and see. Go to the Lord about this." Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't just take my word. I ain't gonna be offended. Right, right, right. And I think that's that's very key. Is is that you know being offended because a lot of people and you know I've I've experienced this and 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 I know you have as well, where people will get offended if they feel like they're giving you advice that you should follow and, and you, you, you either don't follow it or, or, or something to that effect and they, you know, news get back to them and they're like, well, why didn't you do what I, you know, what I said? And, you know, there, there's, there's a level of offense to it because you didn't follow what they said. You know, but yeah. when you got a true, a, a, a true, uh, a true, when you, when you, when you have someone who's a true representation of, of Jesus, like you said, they're going to point you to, to God and they're going to, they're going to encourage you, you know, you know, test, prove what it is that I'm saying. And if, and if, if, if God is confirmed with you, what I've said, then good. If not, 
then well, that that's fine. But I'm not going to be offended because I'm not trying to take the place of God in your life. Exactly. You know, I'm just like exactly. you. I'm 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 a sheep. You know, uh, of God, just like you are. I'm not the shepherd. I can't tell you what to do. So, right. Right. you know, it again. It just it just kind of it goes back to that dependency, and and really that potential of you know people just really taking advantage of you, um, because you don't hear the voice of God, or you you know you're not hearing the voice of God for yourself, and you know it it kind of kind of leads me to 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 this point here i truly feel like and and i wish i wish i was able to get this time back or i shouldn't say this time but this moment back um because i remember when it was uh, it might have been it it was some years ago i think we had me and uh me and dale moved down here um the end of 2012 and it could have been sometime at, shortly after we moved down here or sometime shortly before we moved down here. But my mom had called me. Uh, she had went to church that, that Sunday. And I think she was calling me to tell me that, you know, she had given her life to Christ and everything like that. And what should be her next step or what it is that she should do first. And at that time, of course, I'm, you know, I'm still holding on to religious mindset, things like that. So I told her you know basically find find a good church you know get yourself a bible you know and you know just just read and 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 go to church that's pretty much my response and i wish i could take that back at least that moment back and tell her that really i feel like any person especially if if you're a, a, a newborn newborn again believer is that you need to hear you need, you need to learn how to hear God's voice absolutely and I think that's I, I'm, I'm with you there because I know if you, if, you, if you grew up um, in, 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 in any institution institutionalized church you become agents <laughs> yeah <laughs> But that's what you become. You, you, you start carrying the water for whatever you was told. Right, right. <laughs> and you, and you, and you become agents. You become. You, you start recruiting people for these, these 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 institutions. Yeah, very true. And 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 the problem is the problem is um, the reason that happened number one is because you haven't learned to hear the voice of God yet yourself. Yeah. So you're just following whatever you were told. Exactly. Exactly. An order or, or position or a title, whatever you're told. Uh, and it's a stronghold because religion is a very stronghold. It's a very, 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 uh, a, a very fortified stronghold. Yes. Um, but the, <laughs> I'm going to say this. I'm going to say, this, y'all, you know, y'all, you can you can throw your rocks at Terrence, but I'm ready, bro. I'm ready. Huh? I'm ready. Okay, this, 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 I'm gonna say this, but once you truly give your life to Christ, 
the worst place to go to. <laughs> it's church. It's the church. Yeah. I'm talking about an institutionalized, institutionalized, organized church. Right. And the reason I say it's because <laughs> it's religion. Yes. Yes. It's religion. It's it's anti-means against Christ is the anointed one. It's anti-Christ. You're right. I, I remember, I remember, I remember, I think John chapter 5, um, the Matthew 5, one of them, but the religious leaders were having this conversation with Jesus, and they were saying, we we offer Moses, we're the disciples of Moses, we, are, we, are, we, we follow Moses and all this stuff. And Jesus said, okay, I'm going to let Mo- Moses going to judge you. <laughs> you <laughs> right. do what they say. Right. There are so many, there are so many, you know, I say religion, they, religious carry the name of Jesus, but it, 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 when you look back at it and see it for what it is, <laughs> they're anti-Christ. Yeah. They don't do what they say. Right. Right. The entire gospels <laughs> speak to that. What's happening again? And I was saying the entire gospels speak to that because of how the religious leaders treated Jesus. Exactly. I, I, I was talking to my wife the other day and I was saying, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting that, that they won't listen to Jesus. And they, they, they carry their Bibles and they quote select passages, but when you look at his teaching, because you can't just pick and choose, it's, 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 his life was an entire life. Right. His, his doctrine was a, a whole doctrine. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at it, it goes against his teaching. Yeah. It goes against his teaching, period. Um, Jesus said something about, you know, uh, uh, what are you to be called? Don't be called father. Yes. Don't be called rabbi. Right. He was, he was speaking to religious titles. Right. He said, don't be called, he says, call each other brothers. Because there's only one father. Right. Yep. There's only one teacher. Said, don't what do we do in the 21st century? We go way off of them. Uh, I'm the Archbishop. Chief <laughs> Apostle. Right, right. I think we're not going out of line. What in the world is this? Right. You got Chief and Apostles. We manipulate scripture. And, you know, Paul and, you know, Paul says, you know, you know in, in the Corinthians, you know, first Corinthians, he's, he was dealing with the, the issue of the vision in the church. Division among the people of God. Right. People, people think now. Most religious leaders think this, and this is totally, it's, it's, it's totally false. It's clearly in the scripture. We we think that Paul planted churches. <laughs> right. Yep. That's not what the scripture says. He was talking about the word. Right. He brought the word to certain places. It wasn't the church. Exactly. Exactly. He brought the word there. Paul planted Apollos' word, but God gave the increase. Exactly. 
He was saying, you know, we're, we're, our, our thing, we're, we're all of the same enterprise. It's Christ. Right. I'm not planning anything. Jesus planted his church. He's the one that's planted his church. He's the one that his church. Where in the world did you separate that? And now you've got these assumptions. you got a church on every block. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You're going to rock at one church, hit the roof, and then bounce off that roof, and hit the church on another church. Yep. And, and we say that's not division. That's division at its core because everything's separate. Right, right. It's like, how can you have all yeah, these churches? Gonna, you know, how, how can you have all these churches, you know, and, and so close, close of a geographical region, and they still operate and function separately from each other? They can't even come together and... And, and you know do anything for for the sake of God and in, in, in the kingdom so exactly. you know it's it's very true it's true it, it, it comes to that and, and it's all because we're not hearing the voice of the shepherd right right the shepherd. The, well, look, the, we got we got this one going. You know, uh, 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 we got, got we, we, I'm a bishop. What you call it? I'm a elder, such and such. I'm a prophet, such and such. Come on. Right. I'm listening to them, and no one's listening to nobody else. Right. Right. And if somebody does listen to somebody, they're going to get kicked out of the church, the church, or whatever that organization. Yep. Yep. Well, 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 prophet, such and such said this. Well, I'm your pastor. <laughs> right. <laughs> you listen to me. And so we've divided the church, but they said it's not division, but it really is division because you don't even operate together. You don't even tell the truth. If you ask, and I've asked this question, I said, what's the difference? I said, what, why is your church I should go to your church versus this church over here. Mm-hmm. And immediately start, they start bringing up points of division. Right, right. Well, well, we preach the word over here. Yeah, we believe in Jesus, but they preach another Jesus over there. <laughs> uh, we preach Jesus, but we do it the right way over here. Really. Right. They go to the other, they go to the other church and they tell you the same thing. Yep. Who's listening to the shepherd. Jesus ain't playing games and the Holy Spirit ain't playing games giving people different, different messages. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And we wonder why there's so little power uh, that is being displayed. And, <clears throat> and, I, and I don't even like saying church, the word church anymore. But, you know, in so many of these, these ministries, um, if you can even call, really call them that, uh, it's just there's just a lack of power because simply because of the of, of these divisions. But at the same time, it's like you know if no one's listening to the shepherd, like you said, and we wonder why people are leaving the church, why they're you know uh, uh, no longer believing in God, they're they're walking away, and and. And whatnot, because there there's just no power in it. Right. In that, there's no power. 
and that power, you know, one, it definitely comes from hearing, hearing what it is that God is saying. And, you know, one thing, um, one thing that's, that's, that has stuck with me, um, that Bill Johnson said, uh, and, and he pretty much, I got, it's not really Bill Johnson, but it's, it's what, what he mentioned from the scriptures that Jesus said that is, that has really been sticking with me. And he's, and Jesus said, uh, I believe it's in the book of John, I only do what the father, what I see the father doing and I only say what the father is saying. And Jesus, he, 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 he exemplified and demonstrated such power because one, he stayed in constant fellowship and communion with God and prayer with God that allowed him to to hear and see what the father was doing and when you look at a lot of his miracles in scripture let's look at healing for example he didn't heal everybody the same way no he 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 opened up the eyes of so many blind people but he didn't open up their eyes all the same way one person he you know, he made mud, you know, and, 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 and from spit and rubbed it on his eyes right. and then told him to go wash. Another person, he led, you know, away from the crowd and, you know, healed him, you know, and, and he and, and others, he, he, he did things differently. But it's how he saw the father doing this and from what the what he heard the father say. And. Exactly. It's it's it, it from from hearing what it is that God is is saying. It opened up doors for him to 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 demonstrate that kind of authority and that kind of power. Yes. Yes, and and that's that's important because that's very important because we. Uh, 
say the same thing as. So when you put that in there to confess the Lord Jesus, say the same thing as the Lord Lord Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) Right? Come on now. So what does that mean? It means that first you have to be able to have heard what he said. (laughs) Right. To see what he said. Right. Right. Exactly. So when you confess what he says, God gonna do it. He's gonna do it because what you've done is say the same thing he said. His word has power. Exactly. So Jesus said, I, 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 this thing happened because I, I do nothing in my own thing. I don't, I don't just speak out there and say something. <laughs> I, say what the, I say what my father said. I confess my father. Right, right. So it's just an understanding of what that, what that confession means. That means it is a hearing. Before you confess the Lord Jesus, you must hear the Lord Jesus. Exactly. Are you just making are you just making up stuff? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and, and to someone, and to someone who don't know, who don't, and someone that can hear and go like, ah, that don't sound right. Mm-hmm. If you can hear the voice, you hear the voice of the Lord. People start saying, I confess the Lord Jesus. No, I don't sound right. Because right. that ain't what I hear what the Lord say. Right. Right. And that's why it's so, so key to, to be able to discern the, the voice of God for yourself so that you can really, you know, judge what someone else is saying and whether that is actually coming from the Lord or not. Exactly. Exactly. And it just, you know, it, it, it comes down, it, it comes down, it starts with the hearing. Yeah. It starts with the hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Yes. And hearing. The, the rhema of the Lord, the, the rhema word, the word of the Lord. Right. Right. What is he saying? Rhema is here, is, is, is present, is, is specific, it's personal. Yes. Yes. And it's it's that... what proceeds out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus said. Exactly. Man should not live by bread alone, no physical thing, but live by every word that proceeds mm-hmm. out of the mouth of God. Exactly. <laughs> it, it's, it, it's bigger than a book. Right, right, right. And and you know, <laughs> it's it's very interesting because I I always refer to those two scriptures to validate the fact that we really need to be living by what we hear God saying. Now, we can't make God speak to us. And there no. may be moments and times in which we need a word from God and we need to hear what it is that he's saying for a particular situation. And he may choose not to speak right then and there, maybe because he's already told you something that you may need to go back and, 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 and you know, find, find. Or he may speak at a later time for, you know, whatever, for whatever reason. But we can't, we, we can't, if we're not hearing what he's saying, then how are we going to live by, by what it is that he's saying? And exactly. for me, you know, when, when, when this whole pandemic thing started, you know, happening, you know, I, I believe that, that, you know, that, that God, you know, had me covered. 
but there was still a sense of anxiety and maybe even you know a, a shadow of fear that when i would have to go out and you know take care of business out and about in public or whatever that there was that possibility of me contracting this virus or whatever and and or or bringing it home even if i was um asymptomatic and so there was i, I was dealing with some of that anxiety and um I believe one night in um, in prophetic prayer that I was doing with John, uh, we were praying about the situation, and God spoke to us and, and was saying that you know that we we are covered that He has us covered, you know that that the house is covered and then you know a couple weeks later I kind of sensed that same thing in my spirit that God was saying to me my house is you know the house is covered He has us protected from this. Um, but I, and I started asking and I was like, okay, God, I said, when I, when I go out in public, I still have this, this, this anxiety about, you know, about being out and I have this fear. And I said, I, I, I want to deal with that. How do I deal with this? And, um, I don't know if it was like right, right at that moment or, or sometime later on, but God, you know, God basically, gave me he, he he spoke to me and he gave me some wisdom about how to deal with this and what he told me was he was like when you go out in public he said carry your mask with you you know carry your face mask with you he said but you don't he said but you don't have to wear it the reason that he wants me to carry it with me is because there may be certain places of business that I may have to go to that requires you to wear a mask. And there's some others that, that may not. So in order to comply with the policies of the businesses, if I have my mask with me, then I can put it on in order to comply. Whereas if I go to somewhere else and they don't require it, then I'm, I'm, I'm not required to wear it. And what he was, what he was showing me through this that I'm now that I'm now seeing the evidence of is that by not wearing the mask it will help my it will help me to deal with that anxiety and that fear because it will kind of take it will take me back to that place of normalcy that I was used to prior to this whole pandemic whereas before we weren't worried about coronavirus before it hit the hit the country so we would go out and about and do our thing and not have not have that on our mind and so he was helping me to get back to that place mentally to where I'm not I'm not concerned about it simply because he has me covered. And it seems like since I've been doing that and taking him at his word, when I go out, I don't feel that anxiety or that fear anymore. Whereas I was feeling that before. But the thing is is that I had to hear what it is that he was saying to me in order to step out on that and, and trust him that he has me covered. Whereas if I, if, if I didn't hear what he was saying for me specifically, then I could still be, you know, just really hesitant or, or having that anxiety and, and that weight on my chest of whether or not 
you know, I, I went to the wrong place and, you know, I've, 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 you know, contracted this disease or what, or this virus and I could bring it, I could bring it home, things like that. I, I would still have that, that, that worry about that. And so, right. you know, right. I, I just think that, you know, it's, it's very, it's so very true going back to what you, to the two verses of scripture that you just quoted in Romans ten seventeen and Matthew 4 and 4. That faith comes by hearing the rhema of God. It comes it comes from hearing God and, and that we have to live by every word or every rhema that proceeds out of his mouth. And that's just so very crucial. Now, of course, I, I can't I can't put on anybody else what God has specifically told me. You know, if, if he told that to me, I can't go around and say well you need you should you need to do this or you should do that no every person has to hear what god is saying for themselves and act right. and move accordingly and that's and i feel like that's just so critical especially in these times um because we need to hear what it is that god is saying for ourselves right. and what he's saying right. to us that's... specifically if we really look at it, if we look at it in context, I mean, uh, a lot of people think the scripture is the word of God, right. the rhema word of God. It, 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 Logos is a person. Scripture tells us that. And scripture is scripture. And it speaks of that, too. Uh, all scripture was inspired by God. The scripture you use that word scripture is different from logos which is another word translated word is different from rhema which is also translated word uh, logos was the logos of god was was a person right jesus christ jesus yep the rhema of god is god speaking right person like to communicate person someone um we have to we 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 have to place this in context because uh, I think this is one place where the Western world has gone off track. Yeah, and and it really makes the makes religion has made this thing so complicated to to countries that don't have the education system as the Western countries. Yes, very true. Uh, uh, there's still a lot of people in the world that can't read. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of people in the world that they're raising places. They don't have the Bible in our language, in their language. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot, that's, 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 that's the present fact today. Uh, and even in the Bible time, it was even, it was even worse. Because when you go back to biblical times, People, the only people that could read was like the, the rabbis. Right, right. And the religious leaders. Those are the only ones that could really read. Yep. Everybody else were farmers and carpenters and trade. You know, they had trades, uh, business trades. They did not, they not, they did not raise chickens and, and, and sell chickens and, and eggs. Right, exactly. Okay, they didn't go. To, they didn't go to school. There was no school system like that. And so the people couldn't read. Yep. And in their time, in their time, there was, we read the scriptures, they, you know, the book of Acts, there was great power 
You know what I mean? Right. Great things done. But it was not done by people. But many of the people, I'm talking about a lot of people, many of the people that, that it was the miracles and signs and wonders that happened among the people. I'm not talking about just the signs that died by the apostles and all the stuff. I'm talking about just the normal people were doing this. Right, yeah. Uh, these people were uneducated. They couldn't read and they did not have a Bible. Yes, yes. The Gentiles did not have the Hebrew Bible. Right. They didn't know the language. <laughs> exactly. So what was the, what what was the source of their power? What was the power of their living? Mm-hmm. What were they living by? They weren't reading. They weren't reading three chapters a day. <laughs> right. Right. They weren't. They heard the voice of God. Yep. Discipleship 101 is not a class at your local church. Exactly. Discipleship 101 is learning to hear the voice of God. Amen. And I should say this. Not just not just learning it. To recognize the voice of God when he speaks. Yes, yes. Because he's always speaking. Right, right, right. He's always speaking. I mean, he, he spoke. The, 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 I, I told my brother this once. Uh, I said, before there was a book, there was a conversation. Yeah, yep. In the, in the Garden of Eden, there was no book. There wasn't even, there wasn't, there wasn't even no Pentateuch with a Pentateuch and the Psalms up. <laughs> Before all that happened, Adam was having a conversation. Right. Enoch was having a conversation. Right. Cain and Abel was having a conversation. Yep. Yep. That that is basic. Yep. It's not reading the Bible. And it's hearing his voice and recognizing his voice. Right, right. And, and if we miss that, that becomes an issue. Yes, for sure, for sure. And, you know, my mind even goes to um, to when Jesus, because hearing God's voice, you know, is, there, there's life. Everything that God speaks, he said, you know, the words I speak, you know, they are spirit and, and, and they are life. And when I think about what you were saying and even what Jesus told the Pharisees, he said, you know, you, you search the scriptures for in them. You think that you have life, but you refuse to come to me that you might have life. And it's the scriptures that speak of me. And so often we tend to go to the scriptures to try to find a word from God instead of going directly to God to hear what it is that he's saying to us. And the thing that bothers me because it's a religious mindset that, that tells people this is that I'll hear people say, well, if you want a word from God, just read your Bible. Exactly. I'm like, okay. 
and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, well, hold up. No, that's that's, you know, I, I'm I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not downplaying scripture because we we need the scriptures, but. How do I know unless I hear from God whether or not I need to go to the scriptures? For example, I, I've heard a story of a man who um, whose daughter was sick. And, you know, he basically was searching all through the scriptures. And he came across the one scripture where I think the when, when Jesus said that your daughter is not, you know, she's not uh, dead, but she's sleeping. Or something like that, and he basically took that scripture for himself, um, and and trusting that God will heal his daughter. But his daughter ended up dying anyway. And so I'm like, how how can we go to the scripture? Because there's so many different things that we can apply to a particular situation. How do we know what to apply? And I think that's dangerous to try to take a scripture that was meant for a particular time and period and for a specific people at that time and try to apply it to ourselves without God speaking it to us and, and, and making it relevant for our own situation. And then who's to say that God may even use the scripture to speak to us? He may give us some other type of an instruction. I know this, I know this, again, hold your, throw your tomatoes at Terrence. Tell me Terrence, because, I, I'm going to say this, because a lot of times we say, I understand we have scripture, scripture is, is, is a tool to, to mature us, it's a tool. Yeah. It can help us mature well, I'm going to make this statement. I'm going to make this statement. <laughs> Scripture. Uh, Mr. Allison. I, what I want to say is, when you have the voice of God, Scripture is not necessary. Mm hmm Yeah. That's almost the thing. It, it's not necessary. Right. I, I get what you're coming where you're coming from. <laughs> I mean, because Adam was not given a scripture. Right. In the beginning. Uh, the was, Gentiles were not given a scripture. Right. Neither was Abraham, Noah. Neither was Abraham, neither was Noah, nor Cain, nor Abel. They were not given a scripture. The scriptures only came about we talk about the Pentateuch mm -hmm. with it with with with, with Moses. Right. That's four hundred and thirty years after Abraham had a Abraham had this covenant vision with God. Right. That's a long time. What do people do then? <laughs> right. What what did they refer to? They what did they refer to? Yeah. 
Job. They said Job is a book that some scholars say Job's writing is older than uh, older than Moses' writing. Yeah, I've heard that. It as goes well. way back. It goes. It goes way back. I mean, uh, even before uh, I don't know, if I'm not mistaken, even before Abraham. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that before too. This is probably one of the oldest books in writing. But what did Abraham? What what did, what did what did Job say? Job didn't say he referred to scripture. Right. Job was having a conversation with God. Right. The fact that Job thirty three it says it says the Lord speaks to you on your bed while you sleep. Right. Exactly to seal well, his instructions. Well, who, can, who can receive it? <clears throat> yep. So he's not referring to a book. Right. Exactly. He was having a conversation with God, and I think. What's necessary? You can have the book and still have no conversation with God. Right, that's true. And the book, in that case, the book does you no good. Yeah. You still don't have the life of God. Right, right. Because you still didn't come to Him and relate to Him. Right. Yep. So I understand the book. It's place. I understand it's necessary. It's a, it, it's a tool. I wouldn't say it's a necessary tool to mature. Mm-hmm. It's a tool that can help you mature, but it ain't necessary. Because if I get in the presence of God, He can mature me. Right, right. And He can do it without me reading. Right. And I can move with power. I can do the things that Jesus Christ, I can do the things that religious people are looking for. Right, exactly. Because here's how I look at it. When Jesus was ready to ascend back to the Father, he he, he didn't say that <laughs> that when, 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 when I go away, I'm, I'm going to send the scriptures to you. He, he said, I'm, I'm going I'm to send, I'm gonna send the, the Holy Spirit. And he will teach you and guide you into all truth. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> he said the Holy Spirit is the one that's going to take what him and the Father said and give it to you. And give it to you, right. He's going to take what is of mine and declare it unto you. So he's going to speak, he's going to speak of himself, he's going to be telling you what the word of the Lord is. This is what the Lord is saying. Right. Right. I don't, if I got the Holy Spirit talking to me, why am I going to scripture with my limited, uh, limited understanding? Yes, right. I, I I wish someone, you know, I'm seeing that my son is my son is in Korea now, and I got his pictures up. Uh, I'm actually looking at one of them right now, but uh, I got pictures around the house with, with him. I'm looking at his pictures. Oh man, I love my son. I just beautiful. I just remember all the times that we had together. Yeah. And my son knock on the door. He's he gonna be coming home soon. We gonna knock on the door and come in the house. And while he's in the house, sitting in front of me, I'm still looking at the picture. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's a beautiful looking boy. Right. <laughs> I remember he, he just enjoyed my heart. I just really love him. <laughs> Dad, I'm here. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it would be, it, it, it would be, it, it would be, it, it, it'd be 
idiotic of me. It'd be crazy for me to sit there and look at a picture when I have the person right there. Right, right. Anything I need to know, real time, I can ask the person there. Exactly. So I found out that when I'm hearing the voice of God, it's important, important to me to put down the book. Yes. Unless the God tells me to pick up the book. Right. And look at them. Right. And that, in those moments, he's teaching me something about it. Exactly. exactly. But a lot of times, it's not even he's not even for the book. I'm, I'm, I'm running out of book. He's talking to me and telling me about things. Right. And see, and that's the that's that's the place where, you know, I'm trying to get to, and that I, that I feel like God is actually moving me towards. Um, but I can only imagine if if we as as believers would do the same thing how much of a change yeah. things you know would look and the effect that it would have not only on our families but also in our communities and our cities and states and, and the nation in general yeah yeah I think it would be a different place yeah most definitely I think I think, I think the, um, I, I was talking to my my I was talking to one of my brothers. Uh, the conversation I was having, and one of the things that the law was thinking to me is that he said, your secret weapon, your, your advantage in this life is hearing the voice of God. Yeah. That is your advantage. Yes. Without the voice of God, How <laughs> do want you to break the sky? Just break the sky, right? Exactly. Do it. Do it like how you did Elijah and Enoch. <laughs> I just want to leave. Right? I, I want you to come and get me. I want to leave right now because I can't deal down here because I don't. It seems like this world is just too hard. And, and God's going like, oh, there's your advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I gave you my Holy Spirit. It's going to take what's mine and give it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You what know, you gotta say. He'll help you navigate through this life and 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 that's our secret weapon. If we if we forsake our secret weapon, huh, your Bible ain't gonna help you. Right, right. They they may they may make you feel good for me, it may make you feel good for a minute, but it ain't gonna help you against that situation you're dealing with. Exactly. Exactly. And it, it's not I'm happy to get the pandemic. You yeah. can call with many scriptures you want to call. <laughs> right, right. If you don't hear what he's saying to do, what to do, your wisdom, ask God for he gives it to you for you. Exactly. If if you are not listening, you 
you're going to live yourself, you're going to live your life in a state of uncertainty. Yeah. And it's going to be a roller coaster. Right, exactly. And that goes for any area or situation in your life, you know, whether it's, you know, healing, finances, relationships, marriage, parenting, you know, professions. You, know, you, you we have, we have to, we have to be able to discern and perceive what it is that God is saying to us because his voice, his voice just, it, it, it applies to every situation in every area of life. Right. And so. And, 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 and there's not utopia on earth. Still want to say that again? In time, there is no utopia. There's no place you can go with any problem. Right, right. It's the prizes and stuff. There, there is no way you can go. Uh, and in this time, the only way to, to get to that place is to leave here. Right. Uh, and I don't, I don't know too many people that are willing to die right now just to die. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, you, you can go and lick some lick some handrails, maybe. Stay home, but I don't know. But uh, I don't think that's the way you want to go. No, I don't think so either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, brother, I mean, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead, finish up what you were saying. No, I was just saying, we're ready to do that. So God has given us an advantage in this life. And, 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 and in fact, that's the only advantage he's really given us. So we're not willing to hear his voice. We can't hear his voice. We're at a disadvantage. Right, yes, right, and, and right away. We're in a different place, so right. that's what I want to say. Amen. And, you know, brother, I have, I have to thank you because, you know, you... And we, we met back in, I believe, 2015. Um, and, uh, you know, God really uh, created a, a bond between us over the years and whatnot. And you have been one in which, you know, I've, I've confided in, but I've also have learned so much as it relates to the kingdom of God and, and especially hearing his voice. And I believe it was um, sometime near, maybe near the end of 2015, maybe beginning of 2016, where I've, I have recognized for myself hearing God's voice when you were helping us to do the prophetic activations and exercises and, and, and things like that. Um, they weren't necessarily, at least I, I believe they weren't necessarily used to to show us or teach us how to prophesy but rather how to discern and recognize the way that god is speaking to us um and it's been such a blessing because like i said like i was saying earlier you know back in 2001 is when i gave my life to christ but it wasn't until 15 years later that I've recognized hearing God's voice for myself. And I'm not saying that God through those 15 years didn't speak to me, but it's more so of just that recognizing that God is speaking to me and that I'm able to discern his voice and know what it is that he's saying. Because it's one thing for God to, you know, speak to you like let's say in a dream you know but in a, while you're sleeping you know you're, you're you're not conscious i guess in you know in a sense you're not you're not you're not coherent 
you know so he, he he speaks to you and he'll show you some things or he'll say something to you when you wake up you know if you can remember what it is that you dreamt about you can at least consider it and kind of try to you know pray and see what god is actually saying to you in, in that dream but i think it's something totally different and just very uh inspiring when you're fully awake and you ask God a question and he responds back to you and you can and you're, and you're perceiving what it is that he's saying I, I I just I just think that there's just something totally refreshing and 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 different different about that because you're not in a place of incoherency or unconsciousness you're you're in a place of full awareness and God says something to you and you're like wow because I remember bro <laughs> like I was I was thinking, I think I don't know if it was that first night of prayer that we did at your house or or sometimes shortly after but and I remember sharing with you you know some of the things that God has spoke to me specifically with those two words organization and organism but it just seemed like God like I was just hearing everything that God was saying and it was it was just coming in like a flood and it was just it was just so refreshing so renewing and it felt like everything that i was hearing was just infused with life and i don't know like for you i, I just want to ask you this like for you how was how was like how was your experience when you perceived god speaking to you you know for the first time like how like how, how was that experience for you because i don't think i've ever asked you that before God was speaking to me all my life. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it. <laughs> I, I didn't recognize it. I mean, he was speaking to me as a little kid. And, and I was, you know, in, in grade school, he would talk to me about different things. I didn't know it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't recognize it. And I just thought it was just me. Gotcha. Just wandering thoughts. Right. Uh, and looking back, you know, uh, decades later, I'm like, that was God. Yeah. He, 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 even in the third grade, I remember the time that he spoke in the third grade about different things. And <clears throat> I remember coming home on the bus one time in the third grade. I, was, I, I know exactly where we was at, 9th, 9th Street and 16th. I was turning the corner on our street on the bus. I was coming from school and I just saw people in the, during that time the Vietnam War was just winding down and people coming back and you know a lot of a lot of my friends their fathers that was coming back and they were just strung out on drugs and had all kind of mental issues mm -hmm. and I remember looking out the one night these people I just began to weep mm -hmm. and, I, and, I, and, and, and I remember and I began to weep, and I said, God, what, how do we, how, said, what, going to church ain't helping these people. Yeah. And it's not changing their lives. It's the other one. This is real. And, you know, and I said, God, I said, and I told God, he, I said, I said, if you help me, I will, I'll help them. Mm. 
And I remember the Lord says, you will. You will in, in, in my time. Wow. Now, I'm living out what I, I know what I was looking at or what that meant. But now I'm starting to, to live out and understand what he was speaking to me in the third grade. Right, right. But it wasn't until I can, like I said, go to God and ask him a question. I remember I was in, I was in a I was in a prophetic training class, and and and, and he was having at one of the churches. This is like this is this is maybe maybe about twenty years ago, and I remember they was telling me they said I want you to pray, and they said I want you to be quiet and just hear what what you see something or whatever. And they paired us off with people, with, with, with a person. So the guy I was praying for, I saw something. I saw, he, I saw, I knew he had one son that was like two years old. I did not know he had an older son that was like 17, 18, that's 16, 17 years old. Yeah. And I was praying and I saw this son and I was telling the guy, because the, the instructions were whatever you hear, just say it. And I began to describe his son as this year. Son's going to be older. He's going to do well. And he's going to be worried about him. And this stuff is going on and on and on. And the guy who was just, I looked after him for his prayer. I looked at him. He was just in, he was in shock. Wow. And he said, well, I said, what are you talking about? I said, he said, I said don't you, do you have a small son? He said, no, I got an older son. Wow. And that's the one I'm concerned about. And I said, God, I said, I remember walking, I, I, after he told me that, I was shook up, I was a wreck. <laughs> and I walked out of there, I'm like, what kind of voodoo was this? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was witchcraft, I'm like, what is this? Right, right. And then, I had to go back and look at the scripture. Because they, were give, they gave us some instructions and said, this is not... This is not witchcraft. This is in the scripture. Mm. And I began to go back and relook at my notes and the scripture. I said, "This is true." And at that point, I started to delve a little bit more deeper okay. and open myself up to hear God's <clears throat> voice and ask questions. And he would answer me. Yeah. And he would tell me. I mean, I had this one. Uh, I heard this uh, one. Uh, I was Chuck Swindoll. He had a, a series on on hearing the voice of God, and it was interesting. He was you know, Chuck Swindoll was very methodical. Uh, uh, so he, I, not, I didn't think he was in the hearing God's voice, but he was talking about he had this thing that when you pray, I want you to look at a hymn, you know, get your mind on God, and then stop and, and, and take out your notebook and write whatever you hear, ask whatever you ask God a question. So. I did start doing it every morning. Mm -hmm. And what I found out is that when I asked God, I was asking God stuff like, uh, this is just in the learning process. He said, I asked God, I said, what, what will we, what's going to happen today? And I would get quiet and I would see certain things, I would hear certain things, and I would write them down. And sure enough, that day, that situation came up. Wow. That same day, wow. That same day, it was like, hold up. This is not something that was on my agenda that I put on there yesterday. Right. 
This is something new. This situation is gonna play. This is how you handle it. Wow. That was so profound. And I said, I said, God, this ain't this ain't no church thing. Right, right. This is a life thing. Yeah. This is about everyday life. This is about incorporating this not only when you go to church and you know and you know do your thing, but uh, he says he said this is about when you go to work. This is about when you're dealing with your children. This is about when you're dealing with your wife. This is about when you're dealing with your relationships and your families. He said this is what this is about. This is not a quote unquote church thing. This is life thing. And then I begin. I come to know that the things of the kingdom are the things of life. Yes. Period. Yeah. yeah it's it's not, not a church, uh, institutionalized church thing where we do it between the four <laughs> walls or in a church service. Or You say, no, no, no. This is about life. Right. If you want to do life well, you need to learn how to hear the voice of God. Right, right, right. And that's the difference between the kingdom of God and religion. Yeah. 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 Man, that's that's yeah. that's very interesting. And um you know, it just it just makes me wonder, you know, how many people how many people are you know, that God is speaking to but you know, just failing to recognize that he's speaking to them, you know, at that particular point in time and and are going through certain things um really unnecessarily because they haven't they haven't recognized that that God is speaking to them um right but um i i i i i want to kind of wrap wrap up this particular topic and just want to ask you um this before we wrap it up um what would you say you know to anyone who may who may listen to this uh recording um the the show what would you say to them who is, you know, who may now have an interest or a desire to to want to hear God's voice, but just aren't sure how to get started or, or what it is that they need to do? Like, what would you say to them? Oh, man, that's a big question. Um, I, I would say to them, I mean, Start doing some research on hearing the voice of God. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have some materials that help me. I don't have them before me right now. Uh, but there are some books, there are some really good books out there that really talks about hearing the voice of God. And uh, uh, it is, it is, it, it knows a critical, and I think Derek Prince has one. Um, just start, 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 start listening, uh, listening to it. Derek Prince talks about the voice of God as well. He has some teachings on it. Yeah. How it's personal, um, how it's real. Yeah. And it's, I call it the prophetic. Mm-hmm. Not separating the prophetic from prophecy. Right. Prophecy yes. is about speaking forward. Prophetic, it means about hearing God. Yes. Whether it's a vision, whether it's a dream, or whether it's a, 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 you hear his voice. Not necessarily audible voice in the natural, but you can hear it spoken inside. Yes, yeah. Um, 
their, their, their press talks about that. And once you start delving to it, you'll find other materials. Um, and when you connect to it, you, you, you'll, you'll sense it in your spirit that this is the spirit be drawn to what's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree. you'll begin to, to fall into that. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, I also think, too, um, you know, we, we definitely, I would probably say pray and just ask God to to lead you to some prophetic people as well. You know, someone that you can get with um, that can help you. Right. You know, right. I, I think that's right. very key. Um, and, and trying to at least develop, you know, your spiritual senses to and sharpen them to hear God's voice. Um, because it, you know, it can, it can only help and being able to be in, especially, uh, if you get into like a group of, uh, like a prophetic group, yeah, I think, yeah. you know, that also helps because then you kind of have that spiritual checks and balances where, you know, what, what one person speaks, uh, you know, will, will flow or relate to what someone else speaks and you can kind of get that confirmation that what you're hearing from God, you know, is confirmed by what someone else is also saying, or that in some kind of way it relates because it kind of fits like a puzzle. So, um, right. Yeah. But even in, but even in that, I mean, you have to. Um, where do you turn? That becomes a question. What? Because you know, some some groups you go on to and they 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 ain't hearing God. They hear a demon. <laughs> well, that's that's true too. That's why you gotta be led by God. appreciate you taking the time to to talk with me about you know this this very important uh topic you know and um i know you said you got a revelation on uh being born again that i can't i, I can't wait to hear that one and so yeah that's uh, <laughs> uh that's a good one i mean you don't want to miss out that that's one of the recent revelations what does it mean to be born again yeah so we're going to um We'll 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 talk about that here in a second, and so um, we'll wrap this one up. Until next time, we'll be talking to you. This is Kingdom Culture. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Culture podcast. We truly hope and pray that you have enjoyed today's show and that it has inspired you to seek the truth and kingdom of God. It is also our prayer that you find comfort and solutions to life situations. Until next time. May God's kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven.